0: You are Locked On Cougars, your daily podcast on the BYU Cougars, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
1: Welcome into a Tuesday edition of the podcast. Hope you guys are all doing great wherever you might be. Hope you all had a fantastic Memorial Day weekend. Plenty to get to here on a brand new month of Locked On Cougars. What are the chances that Dax Milne makes the Washington football team? Well, we just asked the guys who host Locked On Washington football. They'll break that down ahead on today's show. We'll also continue our 100 seasons of BYU football countdown, looking at 1955, the final season of the Chick Atkinson era. What happened? What led to him moving on in his life after resigning as head coach the BYU football program? That's all ahead, as well as catching you up on everything else going on in BYU sports news. Two dozen track and field athletes are headed to Oregon for the national championships. We'll break all of that down ahead on today's show. A reminder for you guys, today's show is brought to you in part by our good friends of the locked on today podcast get up to speed on all the sports news you need to know about in under 20 minutes with the locked on today podcast peter Bukowski does a great job making sure you guys are up to speed on everything you need to know download it or get it wherever you get your podcasts all right without further ado let's get going here this is the locked on cougars podcast for june 1st 2021 What's up everybody? I'm Jay Catch, your host here on Locked On Cougars, Resident BYU Insider. I work for the Zone Sports Network in Salt Lake City, Utah. Thank you again for taking some time to join us on your daily podcast focused on all things BYU. A reminder for you guys, it's a new month. Maybe you're checking us out for the first time. Hit that follow button. Join us every single day. That way you guys never miss an episode. Just a heads up for you guys early on in today's show is that the new format for the quote-unquote offseason is that we're only required to do three shows a week. My goal here is to do five shows a week no matter what. You know what? If I take a day off here or there, please understand it's not necessarily the biggest news cycle right now with everything going on with BYU, but we will have everything covered for you nonetheless and make sure you guys are always the smartest BYU fans in the room. So make sure to join us every single day as we endeavor to be with you guys. Every single day. Now, getting going here on a Tuesday edition of the show, we continue a series this week. We started last week, and it is looking at the 12 former Cougars who recently entered the NFL, as well as some of the other former Cougars and the pros, and breaking down how they might go about making their respective rosters. And it's not just my take I'm taking. Obviously, I could go about and do this, but we have plenty of hosts here on the Locked On Podcast Network who cover those NFL franchises. I reached out to them, they were kind enough to help me out, send me some clips of what they think of guys, and today we're talking about Dax Milne. Coming off a 1,000-yard season for BYU, just an absolutely stellar junior breakout campaign for him. What are the chances that Dax can go to our nation's capital and make the Washington football team roster? Well, I asked the guys from the Locked On Washington football team podcast to break it down for me, and here's what they had to say.
0: What's up there, Locked On listeners, David Harrison and Chris Russell here for the Locked On Washington football team podcast, joining you to talk about one of your favorite collegiate players, I'm sure, wide receiver Dax Millen, who joined the Washington football team in this year's NFL draft. Chris, uh, the question has been brought to us. Where do we think Dax lands on this roster? Does he land on the roster at all, at least the 53-man roster after everything is said and done? And in what kind of a role do you foresee this rookie receiver playing for the Washington football team in 2021?
2: Yeah. So a couple of things are, are are at play here, David. I I think he does have a shot. It's, it might be an outside shot. I'm not sure yet uh, as we begin uh, this final phase of the off season program and certainly before training camp uh, and preseason games, but here's how he can make it. Yes. He's a wide receiver. This team, uh, you know, has a couple of options, but he can work inside. He can work outside uh, and they don't have a great secondary option. Quite honestly, to adam humphreys who they signed in the off season uh but has had a lot of injuries the last two years now i expect him to make the team and uh, be the starter and all that good stuff but steven sims and 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 others are kind of the only options there and i i don't think they're uh by any means for sure to make this team dax can make this team if he can be Reliable as a receiver, but more importantly, if he can show them that he can return punts and be successful in that regard, because they do not have that right now. That's not Steven Sims Jr., who fumbled a key one against Carolina last year that led to a a touchdown. That's not, um, you know, that that's not Adam Humphreys, quite honestly, who has done that in the past. But again, has had all sorts of concussion issues. Uh, That could be a guy like Isaiah Wright, but he wasn't anything special. If we're being Honest, uh, last year. So Dax Millen can make this roster if he can show to give them a little bit of juice at that punt returner position, and again be reliable and steady in terms of catching the rock uh, as a receiver. And just one other quick note: I talked to his passing game coordinator uh, and his wide receiver coach, uh, Coach Sataki, uh, about two weeks ago, and he was just talking about not only the punt return ability, but how Dax just continue to work and work and. Work and work and get better, and how they wanted to use him more on special teams, but they couldn't afford to lose him as a top wide receiver. And obviously, it helps to have Zach Wilson and so on and so forth. But you know, just like Zach may have made uh, Dax really good, maybe Dax made Zach really good so that's something to keep in mind here as we move forward uh into training camp and obviously the preseason and see whether Dax Milne can come up with a roster spot
0: yeah absolutely I mean I think the first thing you know as a wide receiver you have to be able to do is one catch the ball and two hold on to the ball and if truth be told there have been some issues with that on some of the players on the Washington football team roster in doing one or uh, one or the other of those things or both of them at times as well and that kind of opens the door for a guy like Dax Milne to come in and compete for a roster spot, and it's a little bit stacked. You know, Terry McLaurin, Curtis Samuel, De'Ami Brown coming in, Adam Humphreys, and and like you said, I think the closest thing they have to another punt returner is Adam Humphreys. But with those injuries and some of the the wear on on the tread of his you know professional NFL tires, kind of fading a, a little bit, they're going to want to keep him more to an offensive role. I think if they can and kind of keep him as that short short area field safety blanket. So. There is, like you said, an opportunity for Dax Milne to come in here, and make an impact on special teams, earn himself a spot in the wide receiver depth chart room, or in, in the wide receiver room. Learn a little bit from some of these veterans, learn from some of these some of these coaches, and develop into a more uh, more more solidified member of that group and listen Adam Humphreys is a guy who came in as an undrafted free agent I know Dax is not coming in that same exact scenario but Adam Humphreys is a guy who knows how to turn a very you know little expected of him coming into the NFL not a whole lot of attention to his name and everything else he's turned it into a very solid NFL career so he's got a mentor there who knows where he's coming from a little bit and then some other guys who have been underrated as well Terry McLaurin a third round draft pick doing what he's been able to do so a lot of support around Dax Mills a lot of opportunity oper- opportunity opportunity he's already shown some talent now he's just got to convert that to the nfl game and i mean i think chris i think you and i are both pretty confident that he'll be able to do so and land on the 53 man roster come this fall
2: absolutely and one final note seven of the last eight seventh round picks that the washington football team has made has made the initial 53 man roster seven out of eight so the numbers in favor of dax milne there there you go BYU fans for david harrison i'm chris russell of the locked on washington football team
1: podcast jake thanks for having us and back to you A big thank you to David and Chris for helping us out there. And very interesting to hear, seven of the last eight seventh-round picks for the Washington football team have made their roster. So some history saying that Dax Milne stands decent odds of making that team. I absolutely believe the special teams play is going to be a key for Dax Milne. He didn't do a lot of punt returns or kick returns at BYU, but he does have that ability about him, and he needs to show that with the Washington football team. I'm sick of saying Washington football team. I hope they get a nickname at some point down the road. I'm with Patrick Kinnahan, the guy I work with on a daily basis at The Zone. He says you could call themselves the Pigskins. They can keep that Skins nickname. I'd be all for it, but you know what? Get a nickname, stick with it, and let's move on. But a big thank you once again to David and Chris for taking the time to join us here on Locked on Cougars. Coming up next, we continue to break down BYU football history. Looking at 1955, Cougars had another awful season. It pretended a coaching change in Provo. We'll break it all down here in just a few moments. Today's show is brought to you by our good friends at rockauto.com, guys. No matter what part you might need for your vehicle, whether it's a truck, an SUV, or just a daily driver, The Rock Auto team has the parts for you guys. They have hundreds of manufacturers with thousands, if not millions of parts available for you every single day on their website. And the best part is this is a well-respected website. Over 20 years serving auto parts customers online. You can't find a better resource for your vehicle. The best part about it, their prices are always reliably low and they're shipped directly to your door. You don't get any special pricing at rockauto.com. You don't have to join a specialty club. You don't have to have a code no matter what it is the prices are always reliably low so take advantage of it now go to rockauto.com you can search by manufacturer the part Type, even the price that you prefer to pay. Check it out. It's rockauto.com. They have got all the resources available to you right there online. Make sure to write Locked On Cougars or Locked On in the How Did You Hear About Us box so that way they know that we sent you guys. Once again, check them out. That's rockauto.com. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car, truck, or SUV you could ever need. They're all available at rockauto.com. Folks, today's show is brought to you in part by our good friends at Bet Online. It is the fastest and the easiest way to bet on all of your sports action. No matter what your interest might be, whether it's Major League Baseball, the NBA playoffs, the NHL playoffs, UFC or other MMA action, golf, no matter what it might be, Bet Online has the answer for you guys. Before your next contest, first pitch, whatever it might be, head over to their website or use your mobile device to sign up for free today at BetOnline.ag. Check out all the great sporting news. See what different bonuses they're running at any given time and find out more about their contest information as well don't sit on the sidelines anymore as this is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for the playoffs obviously the nba playoffs and nhl playoffs ongoing right now you can get your skin in the game so to say and have your fun with it at betonline.ag and they're still offering you guys a 50 percent welcome bonus using the promo code locked on when you get to betonline.ag and make that first deposit you heard that right Free money, 50% welcome bonus when you use that promo code locked on at betonline.ag. Take advantage of it now. That's promo code locked on at betonline.ag. All courtesy of our friends at betonline as they are your online sportsbook experts. Continuing on our 100 seasons of BYU football countdown, as you look at 1955 for the BYU football program, and I wish it was on a better note that we were starting out the week here on the podcast, but. The final year of Chick Atkinson's tenure, well, went about as good as his first run, or maybe slightly better. As you might recall, his first season at the helm of the BYU football program in 1949 yielded an 0-11 record, the only winless season in BYU football history, Well, the final two years of his tenure both yielded two one-win seasons. 1955, the Cougars go 1-9, and and at the end of the year, Chick Atkinson resigned his position and moved on into private business. Uh, Sadly, he passed away at a very young age, the age of 43 in 1962. Uh, People say it might have been a stroke that got him, uh, but very young man to pass away that early. He came to BYU as a very young head coach overall, and his run as head coach just was not great all things considered. 18 wins overall for him during his run at BYU, just not enough. 18-49-3 overall. Just You can't have a winless season, two-one-win season, expect to keep your job, and BYU made the move. He resigned his position. I was trying to find out more information if he was resigned under duress, whatever it might be, but essentially said he's stepped down from his position, went into private business, and then in 1962, as we said, passed away at a very, very young age, only the age of 43. But the Cougars this season, man, they got it handed to them. In 10 games, they gave up a tidy number of 300 points. So opposition scored them, outscored them, an average of 30 points to 9.4 points. The only win on the season, BYU, was the high on their season, as you would expect. A 33-0 shutout of Los Angeles State. You're probably wondering, what in the world is Los Angeles State? Well, it's now called Cal State Los Angeles. It's not UCLA. It's not Long Beach State. It is Cal State Los Angeles. They no longer sponsor football. Formerly called the Diablos. That's a great nickname, by the way. The Diablos. But BYU, that was their only win of the season. A 33-0 shutout of Cal State Los Angeles or Los Angeles State at the time. The rest of the year for BYU... Man, ugly. They opened the year at Oregon State, got shut out 33-0. The following week at Cougar Stadium in Provo, they won that game 33-0. So, bookend both of those. Then they embarked on a four-game road trip at Montana, lost 27-13, excuse me. Went to Utah, got absolutely smoked 41-9. Still just one win in program history, by the way. And We're in the middle of the 1950s. They go to Denver, get blanked 33-0 for the second time on the season lose at Wyoming October 29th 14 to 6. The Cowboys that year actually were nationally ranked. But BYU comes up on the short end. And the month of November, no better for BYU. Gets smoked by Utah State 47-21 at Cougar Stadium. Idaho comes in and pace the Cougars 49-6. They're shut out by Colorado AM, which is now Colorado State, 35-0. And then to finish off the season, they go out with a whimper in Albuquerque, New Mexico, losing to the Lobos 21-16. So just an awful, awful. Awful year if you're BYU. But some notable athletes were players on the 1955 squad that I wanted to point out on today's show. One of them, a man by the name of LeGrand Young. And that may, name may sound familiar to some of you. He is the father of future BYU star and Super Bowl champion Steve Young. LeGrand Young was a freshman on the 1955 Team Uh, wasn't necessarily a star player, but after the season, he actually went on a mission to Australia for the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Later, returned to play for BYU in 1958 and 1959. We'll talk more about what he contributed later on in his career, but he was a freshman on this team other athletes of note include Famika and I we talked about he opened the Polynesian pipeline for the Cougars in 1954 well he was a senior offensive lineman on this squad dick felt who later coached at BYU for a number of years was also an all-conference honorable mention for the second straight season playing halfback for BYU on this team but just not a great season overall for the BYU football program and they went out and hired a new coach and there'll be something interesting we'll talk about Hal Kopp takes over as the head coach for BYU going into 1956 we'll talk about his program what he did in his three years at the helm of the BYU football program on tomorrow's show but the one thing you need to know about Hal Kopp is he came from the east coast after a lengthy career as an assistant coach and also a head coach for a time of the Rhode Island Rams but there is one notable thing about Hal Kopp and we'll talk about that on tomorrow's podcast that stands out from all other coaches in BYU's football history It's one you probably can put together if you really think about it, but we'll reveal that secret on tomorrow's show. All right, coming up here in just a minute, though, we'll catch you guys up on everything else going on in BYU sports news. An interesting weekend in College Station with the BYU men's and women's track and field team, 24 student athletes booking their ticket to the national championships in Eugene, Oregon next week. We'll talk about that coming up here in just a minute, how they did, who made it, and what the chances are BYU has of making some noise. Yeah. <laughs> up there in Eugene. Before we get there though, let's talk a little bit about our friends over at Built Bar folks. These are the best tasting protein bars anywhere and I mean that sincerely. High protein, high fiber, low calorie, low sugar. They are the perfect compliment for wherever you might be on your health journey and I mean that sincerely. They have been absolutely phenomenal for me and I would encourage you guys to give them a shot yourselves. Nine base flavors available to you guys. They have great nut and non-nut flavors. All of their non-nut flavors are made in a nut-free facility on do worry about that. I would encourage you guys to give them all a shot. If you're new to Built Bar, just trying them for the first time, I would encourage you guys to order the variety pack. It has two of each of those nine base flavors. You can try them all, see what you like, see what you don't, and then go back and order your favorites. While you're at BuiltBar.com, though, use the promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off your next order. You heard that right. Get 15% off the best tasting protein bars anywhere by using the promo code LOCKED15 at BuiltBar.com. Take advantage of it now. Get going with Built Bar bar and enjoy the best tasting protein bars anywhere. All right, folks, before we go here on a Tuesday, got a few different things we need to touch on before we go on this episode of Locked On Cougars. Let's start off with this. Today... Finally, recruiting opens back up for football, meaning recruits can start visiting campuses to see the programs they've been hoping to see. I can tell you this much. In talking with coaches at BYU, they expect a very, very busy month ahead. Guys coming to campus, what I was told at one point, they expect to have a recruit of some caliber on campus every other day this month. So essentially, you could see upwards of, what, two weeks worth of recruit visits this month alone in Provo. It's going to be a hectic time across the sport, but you know what? It's been coming for a long time, well over a calendar year, without the ability to go see athletes in action, without the ability for them to visit campuses, to see the programs they are interested in. It's been a long time coming, and it finally opens up today, June 1st. So best of luck to Kalani Satake and his staff. Best of luck to Mark Pope and his staff. They get back out on the road. They have guys coming to campus to see things that is what it's all about. They have been cooped up for far too long. I don't mean that in a bad way. They just have had to deal with the COVID-19 pandemic like we all have, and they are finally getting back to some semblance of normal. It's a very, very good sign, in my opinion, and best of luck to all the coaching staffs out there as they get back to recruiting en masse, kind of just get things going once again. All right, other things to get to on today's show. Uh, Congratulations, by the way. Alex Barcelo announcing on Friday night at BYU's father and son's camp, which took place over the weekend, that he's coming back to BYU for another season this coming fall. I think this is a fantastic, fantastic decision for him. It very much helps the BYU basketball program. Mark Pope was ecstatic to get the news, as you might imagine. And you know what? Why not take advantage of this? As we've talked about on this podcast, it's essentially a free all-conference player, you get to add to your roster for one year. His scholarship doesn't count against your limit. You can go out and recruit like normal. You can continue to scour the transfer portal, find some talent there like they did with T. John Lucas. And Alex Barcelo, I think, is going to be a welcome addition coming back for another year with the Cougars. I couldn't be more excited to see him out there. And obviously congratulations to him on getting engaged to his longtime girlfriend, Zoe. Here you go. Here's a clip. I was in the scrum that met with him after that announcement at the BYU Father and Sons camp as he announced he was coming back. And this is what he had to say about the decision-making process, why he is so happy to be back for another year with BYU. Here you go, Alex
3: Barcelo. It's a it's a surreal feeling. We just got engaged. That's surreal, you know. It was a movie the night that it happened, and then me deciding to come back. It's just the cherry on top, just two great things, the best things that have happened in my life, and I'm just, I'm so excited, so happy. I mean, to come back and play for BYU, which is such a great university, I i mean, I couldn't ask for much more. As badly as I wanted to go play pro and, and go overseas, there was just so much left on the table and so much unfinished business that I felt like I owe to this university and the coaching staff that believed in me and all the, all the people here (laughs) and all the people here that are just, just amazing. I mean, my teammates seeing how happy they are just to have another player come back. And, uh, it just, it just speaks to how, how amazing this team is, how amazing the guys are, how amazing the coaching staff is. I mean, I really believe that if I didn't have the the coaching staff and players that, that we did, I don't if I would come back I mean it's just such a a phenomenal environment to be in one that will help you grow a lot and uh, I just want to make the most out of this next year I want want to focus on the details with my game and you know my dreams to play in the NBA I didn't see that being a possibility this year maybe getting on a two way if I did try to wiggle my way through but um I don't want to live with any regrets. I wanted to leave it all out on the table and give my whole heart to to this university and to this team and coaching staff and my new beautiful fiance. Give her everything that she could ever imagine. And we're just so excited, you know. I, I couldn't be happier right now. I'm I'm sweating, I'm crying, I'm excited, I'm cheering. I'm just so emotional just because it's the happiest time of my life right now and I couldn't be more excited. There you go, Alex
1: Barcelo, and obviously a very exciting time in that young man's life. Obviously getting engaged to the love of your life and then announcing you're coming back to play for a program that has embraced you, has made you an all-conference player. It's I think this is a marriage figuratively made in heaven between BYU and Alex Barcello. Really, really cool to see this all going down. Best of luck to him as he gets ready for another campaign with Mark Pope and company. All right, One final note before we go here, guys, is congratulations to the 24 student-athletes of BYU who have made the national championship events in Eugene, Oregon next week at the NCAA Championships. Really looking forward to seeing how things go for the Cougars. Both teams nationally ranked, both the men's and women's teams. The men's team, I believe, was fifth going into the NCAA West preliminaries. The women's team, I think, was in the mid-teens. I they want to see number 16 in the country. They got a lot look to look forward to once they get to Hayward Field up there in Eugene for the national championships but some of the athletes who made the national championships, we'll run them down real quick here for you guys, that way you have an idea of who to look out for Cameron Bates, he made it in Javelin Zach McWhorter made it in Pole Vault also congratulations to Connor Mance making it in the 10,000 meters uh, big time event for him Connor Mance could be very, very dangerous up there in Oregon Dallin Shirts made it in Discus for the men's team, uh, the men's Four by 100 meters team ran a time of 39.43 seconds. They finished ninth at the West preliminaries, made the national championships up there in Eugene. Excuse me, the semifinals will be held in Eugene. Obviously, the finals up there as well. Talem Franco, Lucas Bonds as well Uh, Made it as guys who ran in the 1,500 meters for the men's team. In the high jump, Sierra Tidwell-Alfin for the women's team made it in the high jump, jumping a height of 5 feet and 11 and a half inches. Man, she jumped nearly over my head. That's absolutely incredible. Congratulations to her. Michael Bluth, by the way, need to note him. He finished second in the 400 meters, running a 45.13 second 400 meters. That is actually the program record, the school record for the 400 meters. Best of luck to him as he goes to Eugene. Colton Yardley also making the 400 meter hurdles. The 4x400 men's team also making it to Eugene. Whitney Orton, Anna Camp Bennett, and Kate Hunter all making the 1500 meters for the women's team. In the steeplechase, Garrett Marsing and Clayson Shumway for the men's team made it, as well as Courtney Wayman and Sarah Musselman making it to Eugene as well. Wayman actually won the West Preliminaries with a time of 9 minutes 42.02 seconds. She considered one of the favorites to win the national championship in that event. Best of luck to her in that. And then finally, in the 800 meters, Claire Seymour and Anna Kemp Bennett made it to Eugene as well as Casey Klinger in the 5,000 meters on the men's side of things and Whitney Orton on the 5,000 meters for the women's team and then the women's 4x400 team also making it to Eugene. So best of luck to all 24 student athletes as they now look towards winning a national title potentially up there in Eugene, Oregon. That'll take place from June 9th to the 12th up there at Hayward Field On the campus of the University of Oregon. All right, that's going to do it for this Tuesday edition of the show. Hope you guys are all doing fantastic out there. Please follow us on social media Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. Search out Locked On Cougars. Follow me at Jacob C. Hatch on Twitter. And as always, feel free to reach out anytime via email. LockedOnBYU at gmail.com is the email address. All right, that'll do it for us. A big thank you once again for joining us right here on Locked On Cougars. Have a great rest of your day. day whenever you hear this this has been the locked on cougars podcast for june 1st 2021 and we will talk to you guys manana